everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. You know, every time I look at an SUV, especially like this one with all of the luggage on top, I think about a vacation that Lisa and I took years ago with our family. Our adult children were children then. The twins were a year, EJ was like three, Lee Beth was eight. We went to the Hyatt Hill Country in beautiful San Antonio, Texas to SeaWorld for a vacation. You know, we had this big SUV, I think we had a Suburban at the time, and Four kids, so there was no way the luggage would get in the car. So we piled the luggage on top of the car. We had these cheap luggage carriers, and, and it, was like, it was like a CrossFit workout just to put all of the paraphernalia on top of the car. It was unbelievable. And it was like in August, triple degree heat, and I had to take like two showers after I, after I packed the car. So we all loaded up. And we headed out to beautiful San Antonio, Texas to see SeaWorld. When we pulled up, the bellman at the hotel just stood there. He was like this. (laughs) He said, I've been doing this for eight years. He said, I've never seen this much luggage from one family on one car in my life. That started our vacation. So during the vacation, we had a good time. We had some, you know, conflict arguments, you know, because everyone's in close quarters, but it was, it was, it was good. It was good, really good. We were there for a while, and then it was time to go back to Dallas. I was so excited. I got up early, went to the same drill and packed the car and loaded up all of the baggage. I mean, we had portable playpens and strollers and Power Ranger duffel bags. We had it all. And I packed it up and we headed out to the Big D. When we turned into our neighborhood, I was like, hallelujah. I said to myself, I'll never do this again. I turned into our neighborhood. There's our house. Yes. Turned in the driveway. Instinctively, I pushed the garage door opener. And in my excitement, In my elation, I forgot about the baggage on top of the car. I pressed the gas. Drywall flying, boards, nails going everywhere. I ripped off the top of our garage. I was like, oh my goodness. I forgot just for a second. The bags are up there toward the garage to smithereens, and it was expensive to fix. I think if the truth were known, a lot of us here would sort of identify with that story. A lot of us here have some serious family baggage. We're we're carrying around a lot of baggage on top of our lives, yet Most of us are unaware that we have the baggage. We're just sort of used to it. Now, we we think it's normal. We think it's healthy. 
Yet, if we stop and look, we see the carnage, we see the destruction that the baggage is causing, and also, we're discovering if we really take a look at our lives that it's expensive. And if we keep on driving the way we've been driving, if we keep on forgetting about the baggage, we'll keep on destroying stuff, messing stuff up, and it'll be very, very expensive. During this series, I've interviewed a lot of people about dysfunction. I've interviewed people from divorce situations. I've interviewed people from addiction situations. I've interviewed people who've been abused, whether it be physically or verbally. I've talked to psychologists. I've read scholarly papers. I have been in small group discussions about our family of origin. Then I went to the real source, the Bible. The Bible talks so much about dysfunction, and there's so many dysfunctional families in the Bible. Have you ever thought about that? They're littered throughout the pages of Scripture. And we need to build on the good of our families. Our, our families, there you can find some good, some good things, build on those things. And the things that weren't so good, you know, go, wow, not going to do that. And I'm going to go the other way. The Bible says in Isaiah 57, verses 18 and 19, I've seen how they acted, but I will heal them. I will lead them and help them. I will comfort those who mourn and offer peace to all, both near and far. Okay, let's, let's personalize this verse. And here's, here's how I would read it if I personalized it. Isaiah 57, 18 through 19. I have seen how Ed has acted, but I will heal him. I will lead Ed and help Ed. I will control Ed when he mourns. I will offer peace to Ed both near and far. That's the text. That's the foundational text of this entire series, Adult Children, because we want children to act like adults, and then we have adults acting like children. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. The root of our problem and the fruit of our problem goes all the way back to the origin of our family of origin. The origin of our family of origin would be that husband and wife team, you know, that crooked landscaper and that diva named Eve. They're the ones, they're the ones who dropped the ball. They're the ones who said, hey, I want to be God. I want to run the show. So from there, forget genetics, let's talk about synetics. From there, we've been dealing and trying to process these issues, these, these, these bags. See this duffel bag right here? This is a heavy, heavy bag. This looks like some of us. 
I mean, when, when God sees us, this is what he sees. Other people don't, but this is what he sees. Baggage, man. Baggage. The baggage comes from our depravity. You know, we're, we're sinners. We've messed up. We get that from Adam and Eve, and we double down on our dysfunction, and we become more and more and more dysfunctional. We diss God's function for our lives, and, and, and it's recreated, and the luggage is redistributed in the family of origin. So let's, let's just see what's in our double bag. Told you it was heavy. Thankfully, your pastor is super strong and can carry this heavy weight and burden on his shoulder. Any baggage here? And some of you, I'm telling you, are like this. I don't have any baggage. Are you kidding me? Really? I'm not really messed up or there, there's no carnage as I look in the rearview mirror of my life. Oh, think about it. Is it damaging? You feel like, whoa, man. I just feel like I've been paying the piper, you know? What's in this bag? What's in this bag? Uh, you come from a dysfunctional family. Again, a family of, let's say, for example, divorce, abuse, let's say addiction, perfectionism. Perfectionism. We have a tendency to be perfectionistic sometimes when we emerge from dysfunctional families. Control. Oh, I want to control. I want to control my problems. I want to control my past. I want to control people. I, 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 I want to control. And if I'm out of control, it reminds me of my family of origin because my family of origin, see, we were out of control. So I've got to control. I've got to control my spouse. I've got to control my finances. I've got to control. Guilt. That's a big one, isn't it? We carry guilt. Some of the guilt we carry is unnecessary. What if my kids had gone, oh, dad, the reason the garage got all jacked up and messed up was because of my Power Ranger duffel bag. Where the twins have said, it's because of my playpen, my portable playpen. No, 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 no. I'm the idiot. <laughs> I messed up. You see what I'm saying to you? So some of us are, are living life and we're carrying this guilt and shame around that we shouldn't carry. We're not made to carry it. What's in your duffel bag? What's in your duffel bag? Egotism. It's all about me. Then you have criticism. You grew up in a family where your dad, your mom just criticized you. You couldn't do anything right. The criticism hurts, doesn't it? So what do you do? Well, you, you emerge from this dysfunction, dysfunction and you criticize others. Because when I criticize you, I feel better about myself, I think, but not really. I feel bad. And I want you to feel as bad as I do, so I'm going to criticize you. I don't like the way you walk. I don't like your car. Your house is too big. And you... Forgiveness. 
or the lack thereof. What a gift we can give ourselves. We're going to learn how to forgive ourselves in this series. Some of us, again, who are carrying in the duffel bags guilt and shame, we need to forgive ourselves and forgive others. That's why we need to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. Deception. I, you know what? I have, I've never seen the level of lying like we have in our culture today. People will just, I mean, flat out lie for no reason. And the liars that I've come in contact with, even here, over the last couple of decades, some of the stories I can tell you would, would, would blow your mind. Lying. Anxiety. Anybody here understand anxiety? So, so, so prevalent. Anxious. We grew up in an anxious family and now we're anxious and we're anxious about so many things, about the, about the future, about, about the past, about our family now, about our lives. And anger. It's another big one. You show me someone who's grown up in a dysfunctional family and I'll show you somebody who has an anger issue. Defensive. Ready to pounce. Because they saw that model in family and that's just how people roll. Or we've taken all of our emotions and bottled them and tupperware them in our lives. If you cross me, if you get up in my grill... If you cut me off on the overpass, anger, anger. Man, this duffel bag of dysfunction is something else. And then promiscuity, sexual promiscuity. Let's talk about that because maybe you grew up in the family of a divorce situation, alcohol, drugs, narcissism. Maybe you grew up with some sort of abuse. What do you do as a young person going through puberty? You begin to say to yourself, you know what? Uh, wow, I need intimacy. I need love. I need acceptance. So you have these young girls and the first guy that winks at them, the first guy that sends them a suggestive text, boom. They're having sex with that, with that guy. And the same thing could happen to guys as well. And then you have confusion in these families where maybe you have an absentee father or mother, you have homosexuality and addiction to porn, lust. I think we see it played out all the time. And if you look at how many couples are living together now, I understand it. Get it. I'm not going to repeat what I saw in my family. I mean, my parents hated each other. They divorced. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to test drive this girl or test drive this guy for a while until, until we get married. And I'm not even sure we are. Depravity. Dysfunction. This diabolical nature that the enemy has perpetrated upon us. Trust issues 
A lot of us just have a hard time trusting people. I read this over and over. Just trusting, just having faith in someone. Because the trust was always broken in your family. Hey, we're going to go to that game. Hey, we're going to take that trip. Hey, we're going to do this or that. Hey, we're going to go to SeaWorld. But when the time came, it didn't happen. So you got trust issues and you've got abandonment issues and they segue into trust issues and then approval. Oh man, I've got, I've got, I've, I want to hear the words I never heard growing up. Ed, you matter. Ed, I love you. Ed, you're really great at doing that. I know so many, especially men, who are on that treadmill, doing this, doing that, wanting to hear those words they never heard as a child. Wow. Approval. It's kind of negative, isn't it? He's like, oh man, wow, this is heavy. It is heavy. This is a very, very heavy series. So, so what we do is, I'll say it again, we double down on our, on our dysfunction. We say, I can control it. I can do it. I'm the man. I'm the girl. And it doesn't work because again, we forget about the extent of the baggage. We forget about the destruction that we've caused and we forget how much it's going to cost. Well, here's some good news. The first thing, we have to admit that we can't change. So I have to admit, I can't change. Say that with me. One, two, three. I can't change. I can't change. I can't. I'm helpless. I'm hopeless. I don't have the juice. I don't have the sauce to change. I can't change. Here's the root of my problem. Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. I'm going to fly through these and just, just take notes. For God knows that when you eat from it, this is the enemy, our, our origin of the family of origin, talking to that crooked landscaper, right? That diva, that's Adam and Eve. Little, kind of a little joke there, get it? I guess you didn't, that's okay, it's okay. No one laughed, I don't, I don't think they even, that's okay. Okay, Adam, a landscaper, because God said manage my garden. See, okay, crooked landscaper, and, and Eve being a, a beautiful diva. Did you get that earlier? Did everyone get that? I thought it was pretty funny, but I guess when the topic is this serious, it's, it's serious. I understand, it's, it's kind of hard to laugh, but. Okay. For God knows that when you eat from it, the devil says, your eyes will be open. Notice that's the omnipresence of God. Write that in the margin. And you'll be like God. That's the omnipotence of God. Knowing good and evil, that's the omniscience of God. Adam was trying to be God. He was trying to function as God. Dysfunction. He's dissing the function of God. He's saying, I'm going to function as God. That's still my problem. I fight that every day. Do you ever feel like a failure? Wow, maybe your asker is broken. You've not asked God to take control of your life. Proverbs 28, 13. 
You'll never succeed in life if you try to hide your sins. Confess them and give them up. Then God will show mercy to you. So step one, I can't change. Say it with me. I can't change. Step two, God can change me. Step two, let's say it. God can't change me. Well, what happens when we do this? Well, what happens when we say, okay, God, I can't change. And I admit that to you, but I know you can. And the change agent is Jesus. What happens? Well, here we go. We can comprehend God's character. What does that mean? God knows about my problem. Isn't that great? God knows about my criticism. God knows about my trust issues. God knows about my promiscuity. Psalm 56, eight, let's say it together. You know how troubled I am and you've kept a record of my tears. Now, what about that? A little bottle with your name on it, all the tears you've ever shed. That's strong. So God knows about my problem. God is sympathetic about my problem. Psalm 103, 13, he's like a father to us, tender and sympathetic. God can change my problem. Luke 18, 27, what's possible with man is possible with God. So we comprehend God's character and we simply comply with God's offer. What's God's offer? Last verse we're gonna read. Philippians 2, 13, for it is God who is at work within you, giving you the will and the power to achieve his purpose. That's will power. That's willpower. I can't change. God, you can change me. Every day for the next week, wake up, God, I can't change. But God, I believe and know you can change me. So right now, focus in on the primary block that you're dealing with. You might be like, well, man, I'm, I'm all of these. No, 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 Let's just do one. The first one the Holy Spirit of God brings to mind. I don't know what it is. That is your homework this week. You mention that because you're prolific when you're specific. You mention that, you own that, you tell God about it. You say, God, I have tried. I can't change. You can. I have the power in my life because it's my prayer that you give your life to Christ. He wants to meet you right where you are. He knows about your problem. He's sympathetic about your problem. He can change your problem and mine. Jesus paid it all. He took your destruction and mine. And if we'll just confess who we are to him, he'll come in and begin to change our lives. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. 
We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.